I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our very biased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. From reality TV, relationships, and parenting, we'll cover it all. So So let's let's get started. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Truth Fairies. We're happy you're here. I'm Brooke. I'm Jamie. And we're podcasting to you about the truth of many, many weird things. (laughs) I thought you were going to say the truth of fairies. The truth of fairies. I swear I saw a McDonald's commercial the other day that said something about truth fairies. Really? I couldn't record (laughs) or rewind it. Wow. I hope. That's weird. (laughs) That's crazy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I've had a busy day. Had a busy day. Busy, busy day. Um, I did the other day, speaking of busy, interesting stories, I gave my dog a haircut. Oh, you did? <laughs> By myself. How'd that go? Well, I mean, it'll grow back. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's it's cute. She's funny. She's a golden doodle. She's very hairy. And she was so out of control. So I just took some clippers to her and trimmed her up. And so, yeah. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Our cats get, they're long haired, so they get those mats. Mm -hmm. And we, the other day, tried to like cut the mats. Oh. But like you pull it, you can't see like where they begin and the skin ends. Oh, no. Did you cut the cat? I pulled it and cut it. And then when it pulled back, there was like this perfectly round like flesh mark like it was like a perfectly round like would cut the top layer of her skin and you could see like the inside I think it was already there (laughs) wow this cat has some weird marking I was like I didn't do that it was already like that yeah that's sketchy it was it gives me the heebie-jeebies just to think about it it's like cutting your baby's nails oh I know like how many times have I almost taken a finger off I I Piper has PTSD (laughs) like she will not let me cut her nails because I've literally filleted her open. Yes. Yeah. Well, it happens. It does. Uh, I got in trouble at the hospital for cutting my baby's nails. You did? Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know. They're like, you don't cut a baby's nails. Like you file them. I'm oh, like, oh no, you don't. Apparently, when they're like a day old, no, <laughs> it's all attached. Although, still. <laughs> yeah, they're still attached. So maybe the first day, but <laughs> just didn't want her to cut her you little could face. Just, you could just bite it. Just do a little <laughs> nip on the corner with your own teeth and just peel it off. I know yeah. that sounds disgusting, but I always felt it was safer than cutting it with nail clippers. You're probably right. I mean, after I almost single-handedly <laughs> removed Lainey's finger, I'm like, maybe I had to try something different. It's so weird. Um, here's a weird calamity okay. of my life. Okay. This is so weird, but you know how, like, when you think about swallowing, you can't swallow? Mm-hmm. Like, how it's a natural reflex until you think about it, and then uh-huh. suddenly, like, your saliva, like, goes crazy, and you, like, can't, like... Like, you have to yeah. consciously think about it. Yeah. I had, like, a two-hour drive home the other day where I couldn't swallow. Like, I couldn't <laughs> stop thinking about swallowing. And so, therefore. So, therefore, I was, like, I was, like, a cartoon character trying to gulp every, like, two minutes. Oh. And I became, like, this obsessive, like, I can't stop. And, like, nothing would distract me. Oh, no. It was, and then I swallowed so much that I, I think I got a canker sore. <laughs> like, Does I, that, is that what causes a canker? Well, no, is but, like, excessive swallowing? If you think about, like, the the motion of swallowing, like, your tongue gets involved when it's a voluntary swallow. Mm -hmm. So I think my tongue was, like, rubbing against my jagged tooth. Like, (laughs) and honestly, like, now my whole mouth is, like, inflamed. a a bed of sores, if you will. I have created. What started this? 
I don't know. Just all of a sudden you came hyper aware of your swallowing (laughs) or lack of. I don't know. Well, I was like already kind of biting my lip. Mm -hmm. Like I get compulsive um, biting sometimes. Oh, me too. Do you? Oh, I'm always chewing on the inside of my... Anytime I read, I have to bite the inside of my cheek. Anytime. So it's like I need to quit reading. But I love to read. Yeah. It's, It's weird. And then did you know I literally had dental surgery to remove a part of my cheek because I couldn't stop biting it. Yes, I remember you <laughs> talking about how they had to just cut you. I was complaining to my dentist that I obsessively would bite on the very, very back of my flank, if you will. <laughs> Please don't ever say flank again. <laughs> my, my fin? That yeah. makes me think of your, like, kidney region. Oh, yeah, that's what. That's probably, probably what, what I was thinking. Of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's your flank. And he was like, we can literally cut out that piece of like inner cheek that you so that you can't I was like what wow. so I spent like all this money and was in pain like I couldn't eat for days wow. just to break the habit hmm. and I could do it now if I wanted to but I know if I ever start again you'll be back uh-huh. it's like it's like being addicted to crack it really is one snort and you're back it is. one bite and you're back uh-huh yeah I, I am a compulsive mouth biter yeah I am I am too. I'm doing it right now. Uh, and now I'm a compulsive swallower. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sometimes I get that way about my breathing. Like when I become hyper aware of my breathing pattern. Yeah. And then it's like, then I don't know how to breathe. Yeah. It's like, I, I have no idea. How what, did I do this before? What rate, what speed, what, <laughs> I don't know. How do people just it. swallow without thinking about it? I don't know. No, you like, you just did it. it. I know. No, I hate this for us. I'm sorry. We're going to be all like weirdly swallowing this entire Are you a podcast. heavy swallower at the dentist? At the dentist, I feel out of control of I do too. everything in my mouth. Is your tongue going nuts? My tongue goes bananas. I don't know how to swallow. I don't know if I should open my eyes or close them. Yeah. Like, that's. I close mine. I prefer to close my eyes, but... It's like my tongue has a mind of its own. The minute the dentist says open up, it's crazy in there. Yeah. And then I have to be hyper-focused on putting my tongue against my, like, my bottom, oh. the bottom of my, wherever yeah, it Wherever needs they're to be. not working. Yeah. And then I have to focus so hard on that that I'm sure, I'm sure they are looking at me and my tongue is, like, <laughs> moving around like a snake. I know. They're probably like, what in the hell is wrong with her? <laughs> and then I become, like, insecure and yeah. self-aware. It's in your chart. And then I'm then I have to swallow because my mouth is going crazy. I know. And, oh, it's a lot. You know what I should do is just get one of those dental suction things and just carry it. With, and just, just walk around with it so I never oh. have to swallow in I'll your mouth like, all the time. Spit or swallow. <laughs> I'll just, Don't ever say that again, please. I'll just spit. On. <laughs> You're done. I thought about it on my drive. Like, what if I just start drooling instead? Like, what do I do? And then your mouth just waters. I I don't know. I'm oh, not over yeah. it. I know. You'll get there. I will. You'll get there. Okay. Well, let's talk about... What is tickling your fancy? I'll tell you what's tickling mine. Okay. I got some new sheets this weekend. (gasps) I have been on the quest for good sheets for years. I can hook you up. Tell me. So my good friend sells sheets. What? Um, You know, my friend... People sell sheets in the year 2022? Yes. Oh, okay. My friend Jake, uh-huh. he has many a business. Okay. But he they, he has sheets as one of his businesses. Huh. And this weekend, he gave me some sheets. Got hooked up with some sheets. I put them on. It was like sleeping in butter. Oh, they now, were so silky. Are they like Egyptian cotton? I don't or know what they are, of... but they're like a thousand count thread, mm-hmm. whatever that's supposed to be. I mean, it literally, 
Like I would rest my leg and I don't know if my bed is on an angle, but I would feel it sliding. <laughs> like it was so smooth. Really? That it was like I was melting into my mattress. Now what about with fabulous. my Amazon hairy legs though? Would that be you a might pro- cut it up. Would that be a problem? I don't know. I don't think or so. Or my nasty heels. Like is it gonna be <laughs> We had sheets once that every time I got in bed it was like my heels would because oh. they were too soft. I don't know. These are so soft. You'll have to come over and get Return them a try. and report. And I also would mm-hmm. like to know couple washes from now because oh, yes. I always think I get the right sheets and then I wash them and then they pill. Yeah. Well, Jake, this is the problem. Jake is a foot rubber. Yeah. Like he rubs his foot like he's three when he, before he falls asleep. And so like our other sheets will have like this worn <laughs> little like Section. foot pattern where it's like it, it becomes like kind of nappy feeling. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. But so far last night was amazing. Okay. Hook me up. Okay. I will. Because a good sheet can't be beat. Can't be beat. That's their slogan. And I'll tell you. Can I be the marketing director for Jake's sheet company? I will ask him. Okay, thanks. Okay. The other thing is they are not too hot, not too cold. Oh, yeah. So like when I first got in, it felt a little chilly because it was, they were cold at first, but they got warm. But at the same time, Jake, my Jake, felt comfortable. It was wonderful. I I could do like a cooled sheet. Yeah. Like, give me an like ice an sheet. air-conditioned sheet. <gasps> yeah. That's terrible. Mm, I love it. Okay. Well, we're going to get you okay, some sheets. Good. Okay. Um, here's what's tickling. It hasn't tickled my fancy yet. But it's going to. Uh-huh. Is it going to tomorrow? Yes. Okay. What are you doing tomorrow? Okay. I'm already mad about it. <laughs> so this is, I, sometimes I get a wild hair. Like, you know when you have energy for a day and uh-huh. then you're like, let's do stuff. And you plan stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've wanted to take my daughter Bright's 15. She's never been to any kind of concert. Okay. Except Miranda Sings, the YouTuber. Oh, yes. Which doesn't get, That was like no. a comedy show. Although I love Miranda. I kind of do, too. We dressed up like her and everything. Oh, Lincoln does a mean impression of oh, Miranda. yeah, he does. <laughs> Something fierce. So she's wanted to go to a rock concert forever. And there was a concert a while ago in Boise, Still Woozy. It's like one of her favorite mm-hmm. concerts. I thought it was an over 21 show. Turned out not to be. Didn't get tickets. Dropped the ball. So just the other day, like last week, I was like, I wonder, because her other favorite band is Lord. Oh, uh-huh. I'm like, I wonder if Lord is touring like their Sol- Solar Power mm-hmm. album that just came out last year. So I look. They're in Seattle this weekend. Are you going to Seattle tomorrow? Uh-huh. Tonight. Shut up. Yeah. You're flying out tonight, uh-huh. going to the concert tomorrow. And then coming home the next day. <gasps> coming home Sunday? Mm-hmm. I hate you right now. Hello. Just Come you two? And we're taking her friend Max. You, oh my gosh. We're just going. I was like, we could just drive. And I'm thinking, it'll be so cheap. Like, mm. tickets aren't that much. We could just drive. We could just get a cheap hotel. It's like $1,000 oh, later. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Well, but, I mean, drive, gas is four fifty a gallon. I know. That is ridiculous. So we just decided to fly because it's yeah. a quick flight from Boise. You so we're going to go. Sucky. I know, but like, answer me this. Riddle me this. What is a, what is a 40-year-old mom wear to a rock concert in this I day and age? Go topless. Make <sighs> See, a statement. Just, just do it. Okay. Just walk in, put some pasties on, and be like, hey, we're here for the party. <laughs> Nothing to humiliate your daughter like that. Spread. <laughs> the floor opens and you fall into it and die. How yeah. fun. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I know. So, Stupid. I don't know. I got to I got to find something in my wardrobe. What time is your flight? Like 9 tonight. Oh, still fun. Then we got to get a car, we got to drive. Let me tell you another thing that's untickling my fancy. Okay. Speaking of cars, I'm in a rental car right now. Oh. Do we even ha- are we even podcasting today or are we just talking? <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I'm taking over. Um, 
my car got wrecked when that guy backed into me. So I have a rental car. Today, I met Jake for lunch. He walks around the back of my car and he's like, how is it that your rental car has expired tags? Oh. Yeah, my rental car expired January. Oh, my gosh. So now I'm like, what am I supposed to do about that? But I I only should have it until, like, Tuesday. So I'm like, do I just write it out and just, I mean, I've been fine so far. If you get picked up, it's, like, not going to be on you. Yeah, it's a rental car. It's a rental. Who is in charge of making sure that the cars at the rental car station are? Apparently nobody. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Anyway, there you go. Okay, weird. Okay. Weird and wacky. What is weird and wacky in this weird and wacky world? Okay, I have a little story for you that just happened a few days ago. Oh, I'm so excited. Anything goes in this segment, right? That's right. All right. A woman who accidentally dropped her cell phone into the hole of an outhouse in a national forest and fell in while trying to retrieve it had to be rescued by firefighters in Washington State. Brennan Fire Department Chief Tim Manley said the woman, who was at the top of Mount Walker in the Olympic National Forest northwest of Seattle, had been using her phone when it fell into the toilet on Tuesday. Manley said she disassembled the toilet seat and used dog leashes to try to get the phone. That didn't work. So she decided to use the leashes on herself to tie herself off as she reached headfirst into the toilet. Well, oh my! Hell. the leash broke and she fell headfirst Ugh. into the outhouse. I'm gagging. I am gagging. <laughs> Manly says, they didn't work very well, and in she went. <laughs> and in she went. The woman was alone and tried to get out for 10 to 15 minutes. Reunited with her phone, she called 911, Manly said. Responding firefighters passed her blocks to stand on to reach a harness, which they used to pull her out of the vault. So she's like, like, elbow deep in shit. She is down there. Like she is, but how deep is the? That's what I want to know. Is she treading? Is Is she she, treading water? Is is she she literally treading turds? That's what I want to know. Is she? uh, Well, but she's got to be because like they had to give her stuff to stand on. So I can't imagine, but maybe it's just because she it was so far down. But have you ever seen an empty outhouse? Mm-mm. No, it, they're always midway full of poop. Sometimes it's all the way up, like, like to the... Like if you sit too close on the uh-huh. seat, you're going to get a turd on your butt. You're in it. You are in it to win it. Uh-huh. Ew. <laughs> so they pull her out. Um, they said she was uninjured. She says she they washed her down like they like, like hosed, hosed her, her like a hog. <laughs> <laughs> and then they said you need to go to the hospital like you've literally been in poo. But she refused and just wanted to leave, which you kind of can't blame her. And the fire chief says I've been doing this for 40 years and that was a first. <laughs> Can you even imagine what object in this world would you go after in a, in an outhouse? Not a public toilet, an outhouse. Nothing. No. Maybe a child. A, a human child or a pet. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, once your phone hits the turds of humanity, I'd be like, <laughs> you know what? That was unfortunate that I just lost a $1,000 phone. Right. I'm not going in. I'm not rinsing it off. No. I mean, there is not a sanitizer strong enough uh-uh. that... For community shit to be cleaned off of my phone. <laughs> Not just like yours or your kid. Like even if it was just a toilet with mine in there, it would be like, uh. Uh, 
Yeah. But and you'd only go in because it would mess up your plumbing. Because you kind of have to. Yeah. Like, you can't leave it in there for all of humanities. Yeah. Like, yeah. But the, I'm imagining her leashed up like like a Who, rescuer. What was it hooked onto? It doesn't say, but I'm imagining like the door or like the toilet paper holder. <laughs> and how much faith do you have in in the leash or the door, whatever it's harnessed to? And how is it going to pull you back up? That you're going in head first. Oh, jeez. Like maybe get some sticks. I mean, I just I can't imagine thinking that anything would be worth it. And What's... I feel bad discussing her like unfortunate situation. I don't. But it's but it's like you you did. Okay, and this. let's talk about this. Shouldn't it just be a rule that when you are in a bathroom, any bathroom, but even more particularly a public outhouse, that you're not, what are you doing on your phone? Right. Who are you, to, how long are you going to be in that outhouse? And this is not leisure hour. This no. is not, I'm escaping the kids it's on different. my phone in the bathroom, yeah. pretending I'm going for 20 minutes. It is different in the comfort of your own home. You don't do that in an outhouse. You don't. You don't use an outhouse until you are prairie dogging and you have <laughs> no choice but that to go the in there resort. and let it happen. So she had time to be on her. She deserved it. No extra time should no. be taken when you're in an outhouse. You go in, you go out. I would leave the phone outside right. at risk of contamination. Right. And don't open Maybe your mouth. it was in her pocket and it fell in the toilet. But I it, I think it specifically says she was using her phone. And aren't Had you, been using her phone. Yeah. And aren't you hovering over an outhouse? Oh, yeah. You're not like, you're not making contact, right? Mm-mm. So you're pulling your pants down and making yourself hoverable. And then standing and pulling up in one foul swoop. Yeah. Like as far away from the toilet. You need both hands. Yeah. Why would your hand it's just poor choices. Yeah. Poor poor choices. You what is it you win stupid prizes when you play stupid games? Ah, uh, yep, that's right. Well, well, there's a stupid prize she won. A <laughs> body full of poop. And her story dragged through yeah, the national news. Oh, so you're the lady that swam in shit. Oh, That's right. You're the head first. I thought you looked familiar. Diving head first in. Gross. I know. All right. Well, let me tell you a little over. Oh, honey. I feel like this is so mean. But you know what? It's who I am. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> okay. okay. This, I'm not going to take the title. Okay. It says an associate, an associate of mine, a photographer, was hired for an event, and since I wasn't working that day, I offered to tag along and assist him. I did photography be- briefly while in college, so um, operating a DSLR, I don't know what that is. Digital, it's like the ones with different lenses. Yeah, okay. Wasn't going to be an issue. <laughs> I hooked up with the lady during the event and promised, like, made arrangements to take her picture during her upcoming birthday, which was the following week. Okay. So out helping a friend, kind of networking, gets a job, whatever. The day of the birthday, I hired or I got my associate's camera and showed up at the lounge that the bash was taking place. The session went great until I got a good look at the pictures of her looking straight at the camera. I noticed that she had a lazy left eye, and I jokingly told her. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) as if she doesn't know? Well, apparently she did not. She looked at her picture and didn't see what I was seeing, and I thought she was denying it as a joke. So I showed one of her friends who had other who had other ladies take a look at the picture with her, and they all pointed out that she did indeed have a lazy eye um, that some of them had never noticed. One look at the birthday girl's facial expression, and I instantly realized that she never knew, and it was a moment of shock. 
What? Yeah. Um, so she couldn't believe it. It was sad. It was a sad moment of revelation for her trying to understand how she sees fine but could still have a crooked eye that no one had told her she had. She felt as though she'd been lied to <laughs> all her life after finding out she has had a visible imperfection all along with no one pointing it out, not what? even her family members. Yeah, the bash ended then and there. The birthday girl was weeping, her friends, now sober, comforting her and me. <laughs> me just standing there guilty as hell, but thinking whether or not, trying to decide whether or not I should scram or sit down and quietly finish my food. I opted for the latter, and after 10 minutes of sitting there with an empty food tray, awkwardly watching people mourn together, <laughs> I told one lady that I was leaving and then left. She never called to get her photographs. Oh, I have so many questions. I know. So it it's clear that it wasn't just this one photo because you can have like a weird, your eye moved in a weird way. I have a senior picture of me with the biggest <laughs> lazy eye. I have a couple pictures. I have an eye that sometimes gets a little lazy. <laughs> you have a wandering eye? I have eye? a tired eye. So yeah, the, every once in a while pictures make me look like I'm like huh. mid- What's but, it called? Lazy, mid lazy. But this isn't a. This is like she literally has one and didn't know. Most, Did it, but most people know and just didn't. Tell no, her. her friends didn't even notice. Like they but said, now that they're not going to see it. Now that it's been it. pointed out, yeah, they see. Wow, she does kind of have a lazy eye, and but she feels like she was lied. <laughs> Who's lying to you? You have a mirror. If you look but in a I, mirror, yeah, and you don't, and you see that you see it. Nobody's. Like but maybe when it. you have a lazy eye, it like compensates when you look in the mirror, and so you can't see it. <laughs> like one of your senses when you're <laughs> when you're missing one sense. Yeah, like it compensates. I don't know if I believe that. I, I, no, I don't either. But do you? I, did her parents not even? No, it said not even her family has ever. I want to know if anyone's on ever it. noticed before. It can't be that bad then. <laughs> I wish they would have added a picture. Me too. Because there's so many questions that are unanswered. But the, I mean, I think as a rule of thumb, what do you say you don't point out people's imperfections? Absolutely. Unless, unless this person, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, but I wonder if they were like, oh, this picture, you kind of have, like your eyes kind of closed. You kind of have a little bit of a lazy eye in this picture. Let's do it again. And then time and time again, it's lazy in every one. And then it's like, oh, shit, She's you like, just got, have a lazy eye. I got news for you. You have a lazy eye. This eye is lazy. <laughs> I wonder how old the person getting photographed was. It was yeah. like she hits 30 and suddenly and has suddenly, a lazy eye. Can you grow a lazy eye? I bet, yeah. Do they get just tired over time? <laughs> I bet. Lazy eyes kind of run in my husband's family. Oh, no. And a lot of them have had, like, eye surgery. And I have to admit, like... When I found that out before we got married, I was like, if one of our kids has that dang flake eye, it's like. <laughs> has a flaky eye. Has a flaky eye. We are getting that sucker fixed. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. That's... But, you know, sometimes you do see pictures of yourself and you're like, oh, does my chin really oh, look like that? Yeah. I talk about my chin a lot. Clearly, you do it's... have a lot of chin issues. And your chin is lovely. Well, I, yeah. But, like, sometimes you'll see pictures and you'll be like, dang, like, you don't see yourself from the angle a lot. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, I look like that. That's, That's me. So it's sad. like when you hear your voice on a recording mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I sound like that. I know. Why do I have any friends? I'm used to it now, yeah. but yeah. It's weird. Okay, so rule of thumb don't tell people, don't point out people's imperfections. Let them look at the picture. And if they like it, you just smile and go with it. Yeah. Because okay. I think you have to assume, in this case, it would have been a wrong assumption. But in general, you assume people know those things about themselves. Right. They don't need to tell, be told. 
But I, <laughs> I have to say, what kind of a dirt bag decides to sit down and finish his meal? <laughs> like everybody's crying and upset. Morning, no, you go. You go. I'm here anyway. I'm just going to finish up the my The food's snack. already been paid for. Yeah, I hope he didn't charge her. My husband would do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, oh, by the way, I just need to get paid for those pictures. <laughs> yeah. I think I've told you my wedding photographer told me I can't try to do serious face. Like, you know, when you try to do the romantic, oh, like gazing. gazing at each other, you're looking across a field of wildflowers and you're not like teeth smiling. Mm-hmm. Like I've had multiple photographers try to get me to do that. Mm-hmm. And they always look bad. And then my wedding photographer was like, you know, photographer, photographer, whatever you call them, whatever you want. Photographer was like, you know what? You look bad and yeah. all like you cannot pull this off. You don't do this. And then, like, same thing with a news headshot. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to have the serious news face, mm-hmm. like when I was a reporter. Like the angry anchor. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a re- reporting a story like about I'm murder. So like, I, yeah, I can't be, like, smiling. And I told the headshot photographer, like, I can't do it. Like, even my wedding photographer. And he's like, no, I, I'm like, I do this every day, all day. I'll walk you through it. Mm-hmm. We will get you a good. After 30 minutes, he's like, your, your wedding photographer was right. <laughs> Just smile. <laughs> Just show me your teeth. Like, Next. You literally can't. Oh. So I don't even try anymore. But at least that's not like a real imperfection. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. It's like your face is crooked. <laughs> In every picture. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Are you ready for mine? I'm ready for yours. All right. This is so crazy. So my husband's brother... Brother-in-law's 37 and his wife, sister-in-law 35, struggled with infertility for years. After trying so much for so long, they decided to stop. But started sort of living the experience of having a child by doing the things that parents do, like getting a nursery, they removed it now, buying baby clothes, toys, attending school shows, etc., etc. Like just showing up at like a, yeah. So the writer is now seven months pregnant. The brother-in-law and sister-in-law have been asking many questions on what it's like to be expecting. It was bothersome with them getting involved, but I grin and bear it till they requested to be with me in the delivery room to experience childbirth. I said no and stood firm, but later discovered that my husband volunteered his place to give his brother and his wife both a chance to have this experience. (gasps) Oh, hell no. (laughs) We had a fight and I told him off. Brother-in-law and sister-in-law came over later to try to talk me into it. I nicely said no, but they pushed me, so I blew up at them, telling them their fertility problems aren't my fault and told them to get therapy. Sister-in-law started crying. Brother-in-law asked me to take time to think about it, but I rudely said there was nothing to think about and my mind's already been made. They left and my husband started raging after yelling at me about how this is his child too and how rude and dismissive I was to his grieving and struggling brother and wife. He told me to look him in the eyes and tell him if I would be happy to ruin his brother's marriage when I can do the small yet graceful deed and help brother-in-law and wife process their trauma and finally make peace with it. I felt so much anger I cried. He, tried, he told me to get over myself already and stop being purposefully selfish and petty. We're not talking now, and he says it stays this way till I say yes. What? I might have acted cruel, but I just wanted him as the father of my child to be with me, and I don't feel comfortable with being brother-in-law and sister-in-law being there. I think we have kind of talked about this a little bit before, like people in the people delivery being in room. The room. And yeah. I, you know what? There, I just think that it is, I don't, it is not for everybody to be there. I just right. think it's such an intimate thing. And it, and I understand that the guy is the father, 
But it is not his body that is right. like he is not the one going through this public display and everything that goes along with it. Like that is your most vulnerable yeah. time ever to be in childbirth the and to have to put on a show. Leading up to the birth of the baby, it's not actually about the baby. The baby's not even involved. Like right. it's about the mother giving birth. Right. So it's not like this is my child. It's this experience that, but yeah, it is your child. You should be there. Yeah. And also, it's not like they want to be there to see the baby be born because they love her and they love the baby and they want to share this experience. Right. It's like they want to, like, vicariously live through it, live through it, which is a whole different thing than, like, we just want to be there. Like, we just. Yeah. And even then, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. It's not up to you. It's totally up to the woman. Like, I don't even really think the man gets to say. No. The man gets to say in a lot of things and especially after that. But the birth experience, I don't think he ha- I don't. And how terrible for him to have given up his place. Right. I mean, that's nice of him to do that for his brother. But really, it's like, that's like like my husband selling tickets for other people to see me naked. <laughs> like, I, great. I right. mean, yes, you have a ticket, but it doesn't mean you can give that away. Right. Like, that's still my like body. Like, there's an empty chair and you can just, like, choose <laughs> Who wants to fill it? it. Yeah. That is just weird. Why? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't they sit down and talk about that right I mean it just feels like like it was all publicly discussed and they never had a like she never had an opportunity to explain right how she felt about it and I think it's her first baby too right and that's what I was wondering too so he's going to give up the opportunity to be there for the birth of his first child and I don't think seeing someone give birth is going to help you process your trauma of infertility Hmm. I think it would maybe make it worse Right. Like when we were going through infertility, like everyone that gave birth, like any time a friend got pregnant or gave birth, it was like I had a hard time. And I think that's a pretty common, common like yeah. you're happy for them, but you kind of struggle and then you feel guilty that you're not yeah. happy for them. Yeah. <laughs> but you are. But it's like seeing someone give birth, I feel like would kind of be re-traumatizing like your need, your want for a baby. Yeah. And I just, I don't know if I want to see that. No. Like, I've never seen a baby be born. It's kind of cool. I don't think it is. It is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in the delivering room with, with my first baby and them asking if I want a mirror. And oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, my. Why, why would I want that? Mm-mm. So I can suck it back in and fight it. Like, I'm going to see that baby coming out, and I'm going to be, like, pulling that back kegels, in. Kegels, kegels, Yeah, squeeze it in, squeeze it in. <laughs> That's horrifying. Yeah, I don't think that is a healthy, like, way to process your grief. Mm. I'm just uh, say it. But I do have to say this. I like she flew off the handle. Like it could have been handled better. Right. Like yelling at them and saying that they need therapy, which they probably do. And um, yeah. Probably <laughs> probably not the best way to handle it. But yeah. again, that is a that should have been a conversation the two of them had. Yeah. Or she says, I'm not discussing this. My answer is no. I you know, my boundary is that I'm not willing to even discuss this. My mind's yeah. been made up and leave the room before yeah. you say something you're gonna grow you're gonna right. regret you're gonna regret okay okay well we solved that one so handled it wrong but not but not wrong. wrong for feeling that way no okay interestingly enough mine is about ivf oh so here you go okay um okay <laughs> 
I laugh at myself. <laughs> okay, I am a 30-year-old asexual woman who is currently 33 weeks pregnant with twin girls that I conceived through IVF. Okay. I have always wanted children but never really considered them on the cards for me due to my sexuality. But now I'm in a position where I feel stable enough to bring a child into the world on my own, so I decided to go through IVF. My best friend since high school, 31-year-old male, found out about my plan and how I was looking into finding a donor so it wouldn't be anonymous um, and I could vet medical history, etc., and he offered to be the sperm donor, as at least I'd know his medical history and any risks that were attached. Mm. I agreed, but made it very clear he wouldn't be a, in a parental role in the child's life. At most, he'd be an honorary uncle due to our friendship. He was happy to agree to this, and it never once occurred to me that he would offer this without running it by his wife. Whoa, he's married? He's married. <gasps> he's married. Okay. Oh. Um, let's see, blah, 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 blah. As some of you would likely be worried, I used an HFEA clinic, which is a legally licensed clinic, which means due to the paperwork signed when I underwent IVF, he has no legal right or obligation towards the baby, which um, was what both of us wanted. So, I mean, very cut and dried that he's right. not a parent, you know, whatever. Um, the IVF was a success, obviously, as I'm my pregnant state proves, a little too successful perhaps as it's twins. I recently took my friend and his wife out to dinner to thank them for doing this for me and celebrate being in the third trimester. But his wife was confused when I explained the reason for the dinner and then angry, demanding to know why I kept this from her. Oh, or we my kept this from gosh. Her. Um, I, let's see, I was just as shocked and asked my friend if he hadn't told his wife. He <gasps> tried to explain to both of us he hadn't thought it mattered, <gasps> as he has no rights to them at all. His wife what? got Yeah. <laughs> his wife got even angrier at that part, stating she isn't comfortable with their son, who is six, having siblings that aren't really his siblings, and she wants that part changed so that her husband has a legal say over the girls. Oh, no. This is a nightmare. Nightmare. Um, hold on. I just closed it out. Okay. I was in shock over this, but said I wouldn't be doing that as I wanted to raise them alone. The three of us got into a huge argument, and his wife demanded to know why I wouldn't tell her that her husband had offered this in the first place. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess because I'm not married to you. Just assumed you would yeah. know. Um, I feel very guilty for not checking with his wife first, but it honestly never occurred to me that he wouldn't have done that in the first place. So I thought if he was offering, she would had to have already given the okay. Am I the asshole in this? I don't know what to do. Oh, my gosh. This is awful. Right? Like, it is kind of surprising that she didn't know the wife didn't know. You would think you would probably... Maybe sit down with, like, I can see that she's had this arrangement with her friend, and she's not really friends with the wife. But it, it, maybe it sounds like it sounds they don't like have they a friendship. Kind of are. I don't know. Yeah. But even then. Uh, but I can't imagine not having a sit-down conversation with both of them before. Mm -hmm. And saying, hey, you're, we're going to, you know, have a baby together. Yeah, here's the arrangement. Like, kind of bad on you. But at the yeah. same time, I, I can see why she would assume that the right. wife would know and be fine okay. with it. Although, oh, that's so weird. Could you, would you be okay with Aaron being a sperm donor for somebody else if that was an option? If he had sperm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, too He's much. He's like, wow, thank you. Okay. Too the cat's out of the bag. Much. Um, so, no. No, and, wait. I forgot what I asked. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you would. No, I would not be comfortable. Okay, okay. So when we, and it's different sperm versus embryo. So when we did IVF, we used all our embryos okay. and then we wanted another baby. But the problem was like we got like 12 embryos to get two babies. Mm -hmm. So it's like you you kind of have to go big 
to even try to get one because right. it's like twenty five thousand oh, dollars. So like God. the doctor was like, well, you could just try to fertilize one and put it in, but the odds of that being successful, because our issue is okay if we do a whole other cycle. And then we get one more baby if we have leftover embryos because they fertilize them all, no yeah. matter what, to then see what? what takes. Then what do we do with the leftover embryos? Yeah. You can either just get rid of them, which is probably, theoretically, they're not really babies at that point because right. they're not, they're not even implanted or anything. Yeah. But it still felt, felt weird to me. Uh-huh. And then leaving them frozen forever, like you'd have to pay for it forever. And that's weird. Yeah. Or you donate them. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, we could don't like we kind of thought about the idea of donating them. Mm-hmm. But to know that we have a full biological child and our kids have full biological siblings floating around out there that I don't think we would know who they are. Right. You're risking your kid. Like we talked about a couple like weeks marrying ago. Marrying your cousin. <laughs> marrying your sibling. Yeah. And we just kind of felt weird. We, we could have. A, I think you can decide like to have an open mm-hmm. like an open adoption type situation. Right. But we just, in the end, decided not to do another cycle. Just, And that was one of our main reasons, mm-hmm. other than the fact that I barfed for nine months straight yeah. with yeah. my last one. Yeah. I, it what just, about you? I don't, I don't, it's so weird. I think there would, uh-huh. I, yeah, I mean, for that reason, just, I don't know that I could know that somebody, that that this child, I would feel like an obligation to right. it. Or resp- not an obligation, that doesn't sound right, but like I would want to make sure that it was okay. And I would want to, I don't know that I could have a genetic like genetically have a child out there that I wasn't raising yeah that would be very hard but if it was just your husband's sperm and it wasn't didn't have anything to do with you but it's still him it's still still my husband's child yeah (sighs) and I feel like I'd always be looking for it like I everywhere you go you're like that kid kid looks like my kid like don't you think you'd always be trying to find it yeah or find her or like that kid looks I I think I would Wow. But like we also had the like the option of doing a sperm donor because it's way cheaper than IVF. But it was the same like I'm not asking anybody I know. Like that would yeah. be weird. And then just to have a stranger felt weird too and you just don't it's know what a you're weird getting. Thing. You don't know what you're getting. Uh-uh. That's oh crazy. wow. But I so if you were the wife in this, would you like do, are we in an earthquake? Is something happening right? Can you hear that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure nobody on the podcast can. Sorry. But I feel like we're like in a war or something. Anyway. We go out. It's full destruction. <laughs> Guess we won't be posting this podcast. <laughs> but if you were the wife, would you like what kind of action would you take finding out about this? I mean, because the, the thing is, is they've signed all the documents and legally that, like, yeah. she has no say in it. Right. Just because they're married doesn't mean she has ownership of his sperm. So I don't think there's any legal, like, anything legally she could do. Yeah. But. I'd be so mad at my husband for, like, that feels like a huge. Such a violation. Breach of trust. Yeah. Like, you're just going to give away our baby makers. I know that you're constantly, like, making them and you but don't need them. Down. But, like, it would just feel weird, especially having a child with that man. Yeah. But it's. I mean, they're in each other's lives, so it's not like they're going to have this kid and she's never going to see him. But right. he would feel weird about it forever. But part of that issue, too, would be... Both two babies. Yeah. To see, to watch them being raised right in front of you mm-hmm. and have no say. Yeah. Like, what if the mom turns out to be, like, a really shitty mom? Oh, yeah. And you just have to sit back. Or you disagree totally with her parenting style or with different things she's doing with the kids. And you have basically... 
And do you tell your kid these are your siblings? Oh, it gets messy. Messy. You are an idiot. Why do men just want to spread their seeds without It's thought? like an innate desire to sperm it everything. It is. They're like bees going from flower to flower, like making honey. Ugh. It's like, think about the consequences of all these babies you're making. Spreading your manhood. Spreading your seed. It's just weird. <laughs> it's a weird desire. It is weird. What if women could do that? What if we could just like... What if Make we were babies just, that we didn't have to raise. Just tossing or our eggs out eggs there. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I don't know. It's, oh, it's so weird. Would you, I think we talked about this before, though. Would you ever be a, a surrogate? If I could, I think I would. But with other people's business? Yeah. Okay. okay. If I didn't get, like, super violently, violently sick. Mm-hmm. And if I had had all the babies that I wanted. Yeah. Then I would like think about it. Yeah, and if I had a uterus, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Oh, okay. All right. Same. Okay. I have t- totally shifting gears. Um, and then I have a TIFU, but you probably have another one, right? I know. Okay. Uh, I male twenty six was put in a new position in the company that requires me to go out with other coworkers to meet up with clients on locations. We have this coworker named Nancy, who's the newest member of the team. She kind of keeps to herself and doesn't talk much besides the work stuff. Yesterday we were out working and Nancy arrived 10 minutes later. She said her son was sick and that's why she was late. She didn't want to eat on lunch break and she didn't bring anything, so we invited her and offered some snacks. One thing I noticed was that she had her sunglasses on the entire time. Yes, we were outside, but she never took them off. I looked at the sunglasses and it dawned on me that they were a brand made for men. I didn't know if she knew and whether she intended on wearing them, so I casually pointed out to her and told her that she was wearing men's sunglasses. She looked at me and asked, so what? I said, I figured maybe she didn't notice, but it was obvious to everyone else that she was wearing men's sunglasses this entire time. My coworker started laughing, and Nancy suddenly got up from her seat and excused herself. My female coworker side-eyed me and then said Nancy was obviously concerned for her sick kid, and there was no reason for me to be fixated on her sunglasses and humiliating her in front of everyone. I said I was just letting her know, but she said that really it was none of my concern, and I overstepped. I told her I casually just brought it up without any bad intentions, but I was told I needed to apologize to Nancy later, which I didn't because I don't think I said something out of line or overstepped. I was just talking about the sunglasses since I have knowledge of these brands. Besides that, if I didn't point out this to her, maybe someone else would have. My male coworkers thought Nancy was being too sensitive and was and I was good and didn't need to apologize. But the female coworker said I should. Stupidest. D- that is so stupid. Thing you've ever. He said, My female coworkers are biased since they always side with me in all of my arguments. Or no. They think that the men are biased because they always side with him. So he said, so I'm leaving this to you. I know this is ridiculous, This is, but that's why I had to – it's just so so ridiculous. So stupid. It goes back to the lazy eye. Exactly. Don't point out things that – you don't need to. You are not the fashion police. You are not the lazy eye officer. (laughs) You don't have to point out to people when they're doing something that you think is wrong. Who – Are they hurting anybody? Are sunglasses even – that gendered? Are they even, yeah. Aren't they gender neutral? Like sunglasses. It's like, who, who the cares? heck cares? It's just the most ridiculous thing. And why Why was this person so <laughs> caught, like, 
fixated on the fact that Nancy was wearing her sunglasses all day when they're yeah. outside. Like, people have too much time on their hands. Right. And, oh, well, I mean, I just saved her from embarrassment because what if someone else would have told her? Oh, what? And then they would have responded like you just did? <laughs> exactly. Wow. Thank you. It's not like telling someone they have something in their teeth. Like, right. yes, they can fix that. A nice person tells them. It's not the same thing. Like, she's obviously made this fashion choice. <laughs> yeah. She likes the glasses. Yeah. Right? Or, she likes them. like, they were in her car from her husband or boyfriend, and she needed sunglasses and threw them on. Who right. among us? Who? Has not worn our husband's sunglasses. People are batshit crazy. Or sweatshirt or, or slides to the grocery or store. Or underwear. I mean, who hasn't done that? <laughs> who hasn't? People are weird. Yeah, I think that you're, you're, I guess the thing that's irritating about it is people are so, like, unaware. Right. Like, how unaware are you to say something that you know is going to make things awkward yeah. for people. Like, oh, you're wearing men's clothing right oh now. Did gosh. you know? Are yeah. you a cross-dresser? I don't know, Nancy. Is there, are you? Is there something we need to know, Nancy? <laughs> I see you're wearing men's sunglasses. <laughs> is that really a child you have, or is that your boyfriend? Is there something you need to tell us? Yeah, I think she's fine. <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> and who determines, are there any male, just male-only sunglass brands? I don't know. That's what I, I would know. really like to know. I would really like to They're know. They're called that. men's only. It's like written on the side. <laughs> <laughs> it's golf. Stupid. Gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. Gen- yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> it was like we were at Walmart the other day. It was me and my 12 year old son. And the girl working was like a teenager, mm-hmm. young adult. And this guy walks up behind her. And just kind of, you know, those guys that just, they're trying to get your attention, but they say something really obnoxious. Uh-huh. He was like, kind of like, Boo, like tried to scare and she's like, hey, Kyle. Yeah. And he's like, Kyle. did I scare you? And she, he was like, I was trying to scare you. And she's like, I'm, yep. Got it, Kyle. Yep. If I would have been scared, like it was kind of one of those interactions that you're like embarrassed, but, but clearly he has, like he can't read social cues. Mm-hmm. So we walk away and I'm like, so Deacon, do you think, um, did you think that guy was funny? Or I can't remember it, but I was basically like, did you see that interaction? Mm -hmm. Do you think he was trying to impress her? Do you think he likes her? Uh And he's like, probably. I'm like, do you think he went about that the right way? And he's Uh like, probably not. I'm like, (laughs) like, good. I'm like, I'm trying to teach you these. I do not want my kid to be that (laughs) that weird kid that's constantly like annoying people because they think that that's how. Yeah, they think it's funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate people. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm worried that will be my kid because he's like so. No. No, he'll be fine. He's going to be fine. He recognized that this guy was being weird. But when I pull up to his middle school and he starts blowing me kisses, I'm Aww. like, I love you, but... Mm, and you can't not. say anything. No, I'm not going to tell my kid. Stop, stop showing affection. <laughs> stop hugging me in public at your tennis Weirdo. lessons, you weird kid. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm like, he's in middle school. And he's like, I love you, mommy. I'm like... I love you. All right. Well, goodbye, son. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be that mom that drops him off a block away so that people... <laughs> like, this isn't about you. It's about me. Now I get out. I feel guilty. Like, who says that about their kid? But it's like, you don't want your kid to be the one that gets picked on. Yeah, he's too cute to get picked on, though. I know. Now, every every parent who has a kid picked on is going to think I just said their kid is ugly. <laughs> That's not what I meant. But I feel like his good looks will save him he's, from yeah. his awkwardness. <laughs> right? <laughs> They have to. Oh, shoot. And he's little. He'll, I know. He's, all kids are awkward when they're little. All 12-year-old boys. Oh. I keep telling myself they're all weird. Yeah, they're in weird. In some way. They smell. But then you go better. to middle school and you're like, why are these kids so cool? Like, Because it's like when you're in a herd of weirdos. Yeah. 
there's got to be a leader, right? There's got to be a, there's got to be that, you know, the king of the weirdos. But it's like, how does that 12 year old boy know how to dress and do his hair? And like, because he has older siblings. So does mine. But like, we can't make like, no amount, like you just can't turn a nerdy kid cool. Like as cute as he is, like there's no hope. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I just mean like some kids just have the swagger and, and some, some kids, kids don't. But, like, I would take mine any day. Like, a thousand percent. Like, yeah. I literally don't care that he's not cool. Like, don't want him to be cool. Because then he would probably be a D-bag. And he would be this... He'd be Kyle or the sunglass Kyle, guy. Kyle, it's definitely Like, Kyle. no one wants their 12-year-old boy to be, like, the most popular kid. No. That comes no, with too many you're issues. you're entitled and you're douchey. Yeah. Yeah. I want him to be, like, in the middle where he's not getting picked on. Right. And he's not picking on anyone. Mm-hmm. He's not the cool kid that's mean to people right but he's also not the bottom you want him just to be the guy just a guy that people are like oh yeah i know just that guy, the nice right? guy just with nice the good guy. eyelashes he does have lovely eyelashes just dresses like a normal kid yeah i just yeah just does what he wants makes him happy yeah he's kind to people plays chess in the library at lunch now you're crossing yes. the line no because then <laughs> you'll find your people you know what I mean? <laughs> You're crossing the line. <laughs> I love it. Oh, shoot. Anyone that's trying to get their kids to be cool. Stop. Has probably some issues. You know that, well, now I'm going to say something. And Anyway. Yeah. Just let your kids be, teach them to be kind mm-hmm. people. Let and them then be the rest they are. will fix itself. Yeah. Just teach them to be kind. And some are just cool and kind, I'm sure. There, there might be one out there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll choose kind over cool. Yeah. I'll choose yeah. even bullied over the bully because you can come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ugly place to be the bully. Yeah. And something's going on in that bully's life yeah. that's not good. So yeah. so if your kid is mean, people are going to think you're a bad parent. Yeah. Well, so you probably you are. You are. You are. <laughs> you don't like it. What are you going to do? Fight me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Everyone's going to hate me Everybody's so bad. Everybody's going to hate all of us. Okay. I have a couple of well, one is an AITA, one is a TIFU, but I've been holding on to this one forever. So I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we always start laughing because I know it's coming. <laughs> so a boy wrote this. I don't know how old he is. And it says, I was at a party and saw a girl across the room. She was wearing a skirt, holding a drink in one hand, and had the other hand in her pocket. I saw the skirt, thought to myself, how cool that skirt is having pockets. Yeah. A lot of women I know complain about not having pockets, so this is a very progressive thing. I don't know if this was written in the 50s, but... I, don't, I appreciate pockets, though, in a skirt. Oh, oh pockets in a skirt. Are as good as pockets in a skirt or dress. It's okay. the best. Yeah. So a bit later, I got around to talking to her. I complimented her skirt and how pockets in a skirt is great. She looked very confused and said, my skirt doesn't have pockets. Why would you think that? I mentioned that I'd seen her earlier with her hand in her pocket. Her face went bright red and revealed that her hand was amputated. <laughs> no! What I thought was her hand in her pocket was her stump resting against her hip. I apologized immediately, but luckily she thought it was funny because she'd never heard that comment before. I'm still dying inside, though. Would you die? Would you just die? I'm dead. I'm dead. Secondhand embarrassment. Secondhand. Oh, but I feel like I'm getting red just thinking. Your, about your it. eyes are watering. Oh my gosh, that is. <laughs> but clearly, she has um, a good sense of humor. Right. I mean, like, 
really, if you have, and I think sometimes we forget that people who have something like that, like if you didn't have a hand, like they know they don't. Right. Right. And it's like, they would probably much rather have you like just not be weird about it. Yeah. So the fact that it was just brought up and he was like, oh shit, sorry, you know, that, yeah. it's probably better for her and easier for her to just move on than probably. to have the awkwardness where people look at it and like, don't. I had a, yeah, I had a roommate, um, I did summer theater and the first day we were moving in and I'm in my room and all of a sudden she yells, hey Brooke, I'm bald. And I was like, why are you bald? Like, mm-hmm. I, like I'm like, let's, because she was like, before I whip my wig off and uh-huh. surprise, like when I move in with new people or meet new people, like you just gotta <laughs> I'm like bald. Yeah, I'm, I'm bald. She had alopecia, so oh, she had okay. no hair on her whole body. She uh-huh. became one of my very best friends. We uh-huh. lived together after this too. So, but like, it was like let's just not make it awkward. Uh-huh. And for me to be like, why are you bald? Like, yeah. I'm not gonna. Okay, like let's just talk about yeah. it. Like, just let it be what it is. And... Do you shave your head? Do you have can't like what is that? Yeah, yeah. But it was good, and she would just kind of. Do that. Hey, Brooke, I'm bald. <laughs> she just yells it from the other room. I'm like, it's probably best, right? Did my new roommate just say she's bald. It's probably just best to get it out there, uh-huh. right? I'm bald, and, and I remember the first few times without her wig, like it kind of being a little mm-hmm. awkward. Yeah, and then you get so used to it, it's like, of course you're bald. Like, yeah, you're Becky. You're bald haired. Yeah, I love bald. That's hairs. how you're supposed to be. Remember? Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Okay. Um. I have one other quick hand story. Okay. So when I was in, I went. I I was a theater kid, and I was Glinda in Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. and this was community theater, so it wasn't just kids; it was like adults yeah. and everyone. Well, my dad was the wizard, mm-hmm. and um, on like opening night of the show, the Wicked Witch, you know, had painted herself all the way purple or green. Uh-huh. I feel like she was purple. I feel like she might have been. She should have been green, but I think I've seen. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, and we were all kind of after the show, like you know, talking. And he looks down at her hand, and he's like, "Oh, that's so gross! How'd you do that?" Because it was like she had like two fingers, and uh-huh. like the, her hand was kind of mangled. <laughs> and oh, he, I think I heard. He that. thought she was like doing a special effect, like for the show, because uh-huh. like this is the first time we'd seen each other in costume, and we'd been rehearsing together for months. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I had an accident as a kid. Like, <gasps> and he was like, like oh, oh, my gosh. I thought it was a special effect. And he legit wanted to die. Like, I was himself. next to him, and it was the most, like, I've never seen my dad fumble over <laughs> his words and, like, literally want to crawl in a hole. Oh, no. As bad as he had that moment. And what? how did she respond? Well, I think she was a little taken aback that he called her gross. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's so gross. How did you do that? But, I mean, probably the green or purple skin contributed th- right. to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and there's no coming back from that, right? No. Wow, you are weird and gross. I just and called then, you weird and gross. Like, okay, wow. I mean, yeah. I Sorry. What do you say? I know. Oh, I hate I hate when I say stupid things, which is so awesome. They stay with you. <laughs> they stay with you. And then you go, like, I'm sure all the way home he was like, replaying it over and over in his head every time like oh it took him a long time to get over oh my hell that's Mm -hmm. terrible (laughs) (laughs) and your dad is like the nicest guy on the planet so to have him he really is really like put his foot in his mouth about trying to compliment her amazing special effect hand 
And she's like, yeah. I got caught in a meat grinder (laughs) when I was a kid. Oh, yikes. I know. Okay. 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 We do have the barren truth. The barren truth. And this is, I thought this week I would do a would you rather. Okay. But nobody responded. Rude. Everyone hates me. Hmm. So I'm just going to ask you, and maybe it's like super cut and dry. Okay. But would you rather die today, right now? Or live forever. For forever. What is the condition of my body? Of your immortality. Um, it's today. It's your today body. So I'm freezing? Okay. Hmm. Like you mean, do I have ailment? The current ailments? Like, yeah. Is everything as it is? Am I going to get older? I mean, because think about it. Forever is a long time. So does that mean, I mean, I'm 45. No, right. I'm 46. So does that mean, like, in 50 years, I'm, like, 106? No. Like, am I aging? You freeze. No, no, you don't age. And you become immortal. So I'm going to say you don't get sick or, like... So am I going to be my best self? Your best self at this age. I want to be my 30 self. (laughs) No. I was great at 30. These are the conditions. Mm, Die right now. But think about being on the earth forever. Like, okay, forever, as long as the earth is alive, at least. That freaks me out only because that is a long damn time. It is. And forever, like, we can't even comprehend forever. Mm -mm. What happened? You're going to have to recycle friends, right? You're going to everyone you love is going to die. Everybody that you love is going to die. And then I don't even think you could get remarried because, hey, want to marry me? I don't age. Yeah, and I'm going to be alive forever. So Forever. But what about financially? Am I going to Does that mean I have to work for infinity or let's or is there a condition that I'm financially secure and I don't age? Okay, you're not financially secure yet. But do you remember um Sabrina the teenage witch? Yes. And her aunts were rich because they collected. So like save everything from now and then it'll all be like worth a lot. Like always be saving things. That seems like a lot of work. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. Or, like, the colons, you know, like, the vampires of Twilight. They, I think, did a similar thing. Yeah. So, eventually, you'd be rich because you would... Or if you just invested. Yeah. Or if you just married a lot of men. Yes. Lived a lifetime with them. I feel like if you had infinite lives, you would end up super, super rich. I would hope so. There what? Did you read the book... The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. No. <gasps> you should read it. Okay. It I it just dawned on me that it's kind of similar to this. She basically like makes a wish with the devil to um I can't she was basically supposed to get married and made a wish that she didn't have to, but it came with these conditions that she mm-hmm. had to live forever. But nobody remembered her. Oh. So you'd meet her and she'd walk away and you wouldn't remember her. Because she just rolled around like um, isn't there supposed to be um, somebody in our religion that lives forever? Oh, the three three Nephites. <laughs> three Nephites. Yes. Sorry. I can't remember. Yes, they roam the earth. That, is in, the our, earth. that is in Mormon scripture that there's three dudes. dudes that just roam the earth and we don't know who they are. I kind of forgot about that. Do you think they wear their robes? Do you think that they wear their Nephite clothes? No, I think they've fully integrated into society. It's probably like Bill Gates, Elon Musk. 
<laughs> We're like, oh, no wonder they have all these billions of dollars. They've been around for a while. They figured stuff out. Um, okay, I know for sure I wouldn't want to die now. Yeah. Because I have too many things that I want to do. I, and I'll tell you another thing. I'm going to be pissed if I die early, like early. Oh, me too. Like, what a ripoff. You work your whole life. You do, like, I. you work so hard. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get to a place where you can enjoy your life. And then you're dead. Yeah. And I feel like dying, especially right now, is like the ultimate FOMO. Mm-hmm. Like, the thought of dying is like the ultimate fear of missing out. Yeah. Like, I'm going to miss out on my kids growing up. I'm getting married, grandkids. And it's like the thought. I have FOMO on my daily life. Right. Just of normal stupid so things So eternal that don't FOMO for the next 50 years. But I like, guess. that is, like, I'm not scared of, like, what comes next or, like, the fear of dying. It's the FOMO that, like, the fear of missing out. I have this fear of. After you die, do, does it just go black? Like, right. How do you no longer exist? It's unknowable. That's how what freaks you, me out, yeah. too. How do you no longer exist? Right. But the thought, and, like, when someone dies that, like, is kind of like someone you kind of know or, like, a public figure, and you think, like, they're just dead. dead. Like, the thought of, like, I knew them, but now they're dead, but it doesn't really affect me. Like, I think that's how it's going to be when I die. Like, I'm just going to die, and it's going to be like, well, we knew her, but, like, no impact. Like that, Yeah, but that's not true. I know, but kind of, like, in the grand scheme of things. Well, so this is the thing that's weird. When I lived in Utah, I taught high school, as you know, and I was pretty involved in, like, my community and my students. Like, I, I was very, very involved. And we've lived in Idaho now for, what, five years? Yeah. About five years, and it's like when I go back to Brigham, I don't. It's like I don't know people anymore, and I drive past the high school, and it's like life has got there. Like all of the kids that I knew have moved on, and it yeah. just feels like there's a part of me that is kind of sad because like, it's like I life just moves, and on? I felt like it was such a huge part of my life, but now it's like it's as though I never existed, right? And it's weird. Like, like I used to go to the everyone store would just and, move on. You'd yeah. find a new podcast partner. You'd find You'd a new find best a, friend. Yeah, You'd be like, who? Brooke? Brooke oh, who? Bagley. Wait, I think I remember her. <laughs> yeah. No, it's weird. It's disturbing. So let's live forever. Okay, but we got to both then. Okay. Like, I would do it if I had a partner. Yeah. But otherwise, it would be too sad and lonely. And if the great zombie apocalypse or, like, global warming ends the earth, like, I have, like, please let that be the out. I don't want to be roaming around. Just... Yeah. Like Wally. Yeah, there's like, got to be some conditions. The human version of Wally by myself. Yeah, there's like, got there's definitely got to be some hard conditions. Yeah. We'll write those into the contract. Sounds good. And read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Okay. It's really really will you good. Text it to me. I will. Okay, perfect. Okay. The time has come. The time has come. Um, have fun at your concert. Thank you. I will return and report. Please do. And on what I wear. Uh, yes, Because I'm really stressed about it. Yeah. I feel like I need to wear all black. No. But, like, all I have is, like, leggings and, like, an old, like, YMCA t-shirt You're they not, gave no, me. No, like, don't do that. <laughs> should I wear that? <laughs> your daughter will be horrified. You need, like, black eyeliner. A lot of eyeliner. Okay. Hoop earrings. Okay. I feel like we think it's the 90s. Like, we gotta, like we're going to a concert clad. in the 90s. Yeah. 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 Okay. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe let Bright dress you. Okay. Fair. Maybe it just won't go. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Truth Fairies Pod. And send us an email at truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Truth Fairies is hosted and produced by Brooke Flake and Jamie Garn. Original music by Greg Hale. 